Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We have Billy Steinbach in the studio. He'll be taking your calls at 412-928-9370. So call Mr. Steinbach, give him a call, he'll put you on with me as we go for three hours today from 11 until 2. Coming up a little later in this hour, we're going to play back some of the, the key components of a Ben Charrington interview with Andrew Filipponi from yesterday. Pointed out because it's all directed toward the draft, which is coming up. And the Pirates, of course, have the number one overall pick. So we have open lines. Call. You can also tweet me at KD Pump. Got a lot to get into today. Uh, and again, baseball season at this point is just kind of uh, reeling down the road for the Pirates, who are a 104-loss pace team right now after losing again last night. They've got absolutely no offense. They went to Coors Field, got shut out twice, scored two in the last game, came back here and have not done much offensively, short of Brian Reynolds. And you know, while a lot of people talk about how to uh, kind of look at your team and another team to look at to try to mimic or imitate, a lot of people talk about Oakland, a lot of people talk about Tampa, but for the Pirates, they can look at the team that's right here this weekend, the Milwaukee Brewers. Because if you look at how they put together teams, yeah, they rely on their own development of players, and that's important, and they've had success there. But they're also not shy about adding on in big pieces. They're not afraid of giving out bigger money, which still allows you to have a competitive payroll. It's not like they have a $300 million payroll. They still have one of the highest price guys on their team, and Kristen Yelich, who signed for almost $200 million. You know, bottom line is you can still build, you can still draft and develop, but you can also add on when the time is right. And they haven't been afraid of doing that. They own a huge lead now in the National League Central. As I mentioned, they've won 10 in a row, 50 and 33 overall. The Pirates are 20 game out. And the Pirates right now don't have much to talk about other than Adam Frazier. Congrats to him to get an all-star appearance. And as a starter, the only one other than Bill Mazeroski to do it, but as that goes on, trade talk involving Adam Frazier increases. And it's probably fait accompli that he is going to be traded. But the bottom line is, how much can you get in return for Adam Frazier? He is a guy who can help teams. My, my concern about the return is if Adam Frazier goes to a team, that team must need help in the leadoff spot or at second base or someone who can play a lot of positions, which he has done. But he has proven now that he can be an everyday player. How many teams need everyday players? And if the market uh, does not produce the kind of return you want, do you still go through with the trade? Or do you wait? Because you still can wait on Adam Frazier and do this next year if you believe he can continue to get better. But his ceiling right now is as high as it's ever been. The return on a trade you would think would be as high as it's going to be. So for those reasons, it makes sense if the Pirates are looking again down the road. And clearly, this is about still three to five years from now. 
which is frustrating if you're a fan or somebody who covers this team because you want to see them compete sooner rather than later. Um, but again, Milwaukee is the team that you can pattern yourself after. They are not shy about going out into the free agent market and bringing in players. They did it uh, with a guy like Sabathia that helped them out. Um, you know, they were not shy about bringing in guys who can or signing them some of their own to big time contracts. Uh, and with Kristen Yelich, again, I think it's $188 million. When you look at the Pirates situation, I mean, what was the, the biggest contract they've given out? I heard Joe talk about this yesterday, and I wanted to go back to make sure, but it, you know, McCutcheon got $51 million. The guy who still has the biggest contract in terms of money given out is Jason Kendall, and that's two decades ago. The Pirates either haven't developed anyone worthy of that or have been unwilling to sign anyone like that. Garrett Cole comes to mind. Uh, so at some point, you want to spend money on your own, and hopefully these guys can develop. That leads us to Brian Reynolds, because Brian Reynolds is a guy who a lot of people want to get rid of right now. And I say get rid of in a kind way, meaning that he has some unbelievable numbers. If you look at different war around the National League, Joe Block uh, of the Pirates put out an interesting uh, number on that, in that he is right now the top war producer in the National League. A 4.1. Who's second? Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Braves. And then there's Fernando Tatis. So Brian Reynolds right now is playing at a level that would bring a lot of return. But the question is, why would you do it now? He's 26. You have four years of control if you're the Pirates. You do need people to build around at some point, right? Hayes is one of them. Reynolds uh, would be another. To me, I wouldn't be interested in just getting rid of him now and trading him now, unless I was completely blown away with the offer. And that remains to be seen. Now, from his point of view, he's going to be 30 when he's getting into free agency. And I know a lot of people, a lot of my colleagues believe that's too old to sign a longer contract, maybe four or five years. Maybe not. So, to me, sometimes guys hit their prime in baseball when between 29 and 32. Uh, this guy can do it all. He's a very good defensive outfielder, can handle center field, can play right, can play left. He hits for average. His power seems to be increasing. 15 home runs. He hit number 15 last night. Again, the Pirates control him until 2025. To me, if you're going to trade him, unless you get blown away with something this year, you wait and you see. Uh, you still need people to build around. At what point does that stop? At what point do you just trade everybody? And if you're trying to time this perfectly, again, I point out Tigers and Orioles, two teams that have been trying to do this, and they've not done well at it. We can talk about Oakland and Tampa Bay all you want, but the other teams that try to do it can't necessarily match up their core players. Brian Hayes is here. Reportedly, he turned down an offer for a deal that would take him through his arbitration. He might be miffed at the fact that the Pirates kept him in the minors too long. Who knows? All we know is if you're trying to time his development and his you know, opportunity to become a star player with some of the guys you have at double or single A right now, they, they may not match up. And then, then you face, what do you do if he does become very successful heading into free agency? Because they're, they're to the point right now where they're not necessarily looking at you know, paying the kind of big numbers necessary to keep guys around here, and I think that has to change. We've heard that it will change. We have to see evidence that it will change, and so far it hasn't changed. Do you have thoughts about the Pirates? Please let me know at 412-928-9370. The other thing going on is that uh, the Stanley Cup Finals have been a dud so far. 
I thought Tampa Bay Vegas would be much more entertaining than Montreal, even though I give a lot of props to Montreal for how they've been able to win despite not having as much talent. But the talent has surfaced in this series with Tampa Bay. Kucherov, Vasilevsky, Braden Point, Steven Stamkos, the list goes on and on. 6-3 was the final last night. Montreal's now down three games to none, and not many teams come back from that. So we'll talk about all these things, and I want to get into some football talk a little bit later. But right now, let's go out to the lines at 412-928-9370. We have Carol in Clinton, who joins us right now. Hey, Carol, how are you? Hey, Bob, I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks. Happy hey. uh, fourth. Same to you. Hey, uh, boy, does Carey Price look overwhelmed and outclassed in this series. Well, I mean, he's facing a team with a whole bunch of talent, and quite frankly, there have been some breakdowns that Montreal has gone through. Uh, they've allowed odd man breaks, which is not the way they normally play. Uh, and you can have goaltenders look very average when that happens. But he's been really good, I thought, heading into this series. But in this series, I think the talent of Tampa Bay has been the difference. Oh, I, he gave up a rebound last night that was disgusting. I mean, he just does not look anything like he looked in those other series. Tampa Bay is just swarming them, and they have no chance of anything. <laughs> Which leads to an interesting question. You know, the Con Smythe goes to the MVP of the playoffs, and Tampa Bay has a lot of different people. I said Braden Point should be it, because I think if you look at him scoring nine consecutive games – uh, is worthy of getting that award. However, they have guys on their team like Kucherov, who's been outstanding. Uh, to me, he's the big leader of this team. And you have Vasilevsky in goal. You have three good choices there. Carol, which one would you give it to? Well, I would go with Vasilevsky because even though Point, yes, he looked great, but he's kind of tailed off a little bit in this series. He hasn't been as, you know, noticeable. And Vasilevsky, he's just something else. He, he deserves it. Yeah, I would, like I said, I wouldn't be disappointed if Kucherov got it or Braden Point. They have many guys on that team who could win this thing. So we'll see how it goes, right. but likely it's going to over on Monday. If not, it'll be over soon because, as I stated, 195-4. and four. That's the record of teams winning series when they lead three games to none. So yeah, you talk about an uphill chance. climb, that's it. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, Carol. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate the call at 412-928-9370. Uh, if you'd like to talk about that, let me know. Uh, the other thing that has been trending, and it's an interesting topic because it involves the Olympics, which are going to begin here in about a month from now, Shakar Richardson is an Olympic track star, and she's really, really talented, especially in the 100 meters. But after competing the other day in a trial, she was given a test, and it showed that she had tested positive for marijuana. Now, the interesting dynamics of this are that, number one, where she was tested, the state, you know, marijuana is legal. You can smoke it. But the difference here is, in the IOC, it's still one of the things that you know is not permitted. So she gets a 30-day suspension. And a lot of people are making a big deal out of this in that, you know, why should she be suspended? Because marijuana is not a performance-enhancing drug. And as I said, it's legal in her state. But there is a rule. She knew the rule. The rule is if you get tested positive for marijuana, then you get a suspension. A lot of people think the rule is changed, should be changed. Maybe so. But for right now, it's the rule. She knew the rule, yet she went about doing it. Now, she claims 
and I understand this. She lost her mother, I believe it was, and, and, and it helped her deal with it. That's, I understand that. There is medical marijuana. There are good things that come out of it. But, you know, the problem with this case is that there is a known rule that you could be tested for marijuana. It is still banned by the IOC. Therefore, if you fail the test, you get suspended. So that's, to me, where it ends. You know, I mean, I, I feel bad for her, but I do know that it's a 30-day suspension. And I also know that I don't think the 100 meters start until early August or late July. But her 30-day suspension should be over by then. So I would suspect that she'll be okay to do it. But when it's a rule, it's a rule. Listen, we had a lot of conversation over the Steelers, you know, over the years with regard to Martavis Bryant, who, like Josh Gordon, was constantly getting tested positive. It's very simple, really, when you look at it. In the NFL, when you come into the league, or no matter what year you're in, you're going to get tested either at OTAs or training camp. And if you pass that test, therefore, you don't have anything in your system, you do not get tested again until a year later. All right? So you know that if you want to smoke dope, you can do it after you get tested. And you can get it out of your system by the following March or May or whatever the month is. Yet, when you knowingly smoke, knowingly that they're going to test you and you fail the test, that's where it gets bad if you're a player because then you're in the random part of this which means they could check you at any time at any place you might remember james harrison was tested a lot for peds even though uh it was never proven that he had taken any but he was annoyed by it in this case it's pretty obvious rule here they tell you when they're going to test you you have to be negative and if so they don't bother you for a year so to me that's just a dumb decision made by a player if you can't understand that that's on you nobody else 412-928-9370 is the number to call. Let me know what you think about that uh, as we continue here. And again, we're going to talk about the Pirates. We're going to talk about this situation with Richardson and the Olympic track. We're also going to talk about some of the Steelers. Uh, you know, training camp is going to be here before you know it. That's right. In just a couple of weeks, it's going to start because the Steelers play in the Hall of Fame game. So uh, things are ramping up. Uh, I want to remind you also, you can text us on the Edgar Snyder & Associates fan text line. It's 412-928-9370. Edgar Snyder and Associates reminds you to text responsibly. And you can follow us on Twitter at 937TheFan, driven by Jim Shorky Key in Wexford, North Huntington, and Uniontown, Pittsburgh's number one Kia dealer. Visit at shorkykia.com. Our show is brought to you by the good people of PNC Bank. Make today the day. Also, ride in style with number one Cochran. Go one better with number one Cochran. They've got so many dealerships throughout the area. They'll take care of your needs there. And Ireland Contracting. Visit them at IrelandContracting.com. Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman, where they have your back, not your wallet. We'll take a break. Cue up more calls. Let me know what you think about these topics and more. And a little later, we'll hear from Ben Charrington. All right here on the Bob Pompiani Show, Sports Radio 93.7. Now back to more. Please, Seth. This is the Bob Pompiani Show. Let's go. On Sports Radio 93.7, the fan. Pittsburgh's hometown sports station. All right, thanks for joining us today on a beautiful Saturday in Pittsburgh. Want to remind you, you could watch and wager on all of your favorite sports from the Bet River Sportsbook, including UFC 264 on July the 10th. Visit riverscasino.com for more information. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We have a lot of uh, Twitter reaction to the trade situation and what might happen. Andy, uh, that's SWFL underscore Yinzer, says trade Frazier, keep Reynolds. And then Diane Carney says, 
Other major league teams could build from smaller markets because their owner is not Bob Nutting. It's as simple as that. Uh, I get a mixed bag here about what they should do with some of these things. So uh, it's going to be interesting to find out what they do. And I know this, uh, you're in a position where you should be able to get a lot if your intention is to trade uh, Frazier. And even if it's Reynolds, who I I wouldn't trade right now. Uh, But who knows what happens if teams come up with an offer that you simply can't refuse. Let's go out to the lines at 412-928-9370. We got Joe in Penn Hills. Hey, Joe, how are you? Hey, Bob. Talked to you many times. You know me. I get crazy. Listen, uh, I got a few things. The first thing, just just a little side thing. I put on the Pirate game the other night for a minute because I was uh, I was where I had to get up early and all that. And they were given a lineup up in Colorado, and it was the second game Tuesday. And when I seen the lineup, there Reynolds was out, Moran was out, Hayes was out. They had eight players. I've never seen this before, Bob. Four out of the eight were below 200. That is the most pathetic. I don't care if you're building or not. That is disgusting. That's embarrassing. Four out of eight under that Tom. These are a rule five. Okay. Keep them on the bench. Let a pin hit what pinch hit once a week. You don't bat 140 and play baseball in the majors. This is the most embarrassing situation for baseball. You said it's broke. It is broke. Nothing's never going to be like Milwaukee or Houston in that. And if we could just change, there's an editorial two weeks in the Post-Gazette, and the guy said it's time for the politicians, the fans of Pittsburgh, the sports writers, the Bob Pompeianis and that, to start just making a headache for baseball for what nothing has done. And I will not trust him. I will not believe him. He said he doesn't sleep at night. Talk about him. Oh, Bob, I can't handle I'm a diehard. All right, well, listen. Regardless, I understand the ownership situation, but I mean, Ben Sherrington is the new man in charge. He's going about this the way that a lot of teams are going about it. He'll be judged on how he assembles these young guys. And again, to me, the biggest problem here, uh, Joe, is the timing of what they're trying to do. I go back and I'll tell you that already Ben Sherrington has traded Starling Marte, Josh Bell, Joe Musgrove, Jamison Tyone. Now, you might remember about seven years ago, those guys were now the nucleus of a team that was supposed to go and do well. And now all of a sudden, it's all torn apart and they're starting this over again. That's my fear, is that if you don't get it right, you keep starting over. And if you don't time it right, then all of a sudden, guys may not want to sign here. And if they're not, you're forced to trade them again. And that would include somebody like Brian Hayes. I don't want to go so far down the road, but Joe, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. I know how you feel. I know a lot of people how they feel. I think... Everyone who follows this team would like them to be more competitive, and there are ways to do it as you rebuild. And again, I'll cite Milwaukee as a good example, one the the Pirates should be able to follow. They draft, they develop, you know, they're going to miss a lot. Every team misses a lot, but you got to have guys from the pool of talent you have in your minor leagues who can be relied upon to move up and become players, and then you can add to that, and they still have, I believe, uh, Bill Steinbach, you could check on this for me. Milwaukee's total payroll, I, I still think, is under $100 million this year. But they were able to get Kristen Yelich at a, a $188 million deal over five, six, I don't know how many years it was. So you can still add big players in free agency and build around what you got internally. But you got to do both. You can't do just one. And yeah, you can if you're Tampa. They seem to have the way of getting it done. But it's also a little easier when you can go out and supplement what you have by spending some money and still keep a payroll under $100 million. Let's go to Bob in Mount Lebanon, who joins us right now. Hey, Bob, how are you? Hi, Bob. Great show, Bob. Uh, pumping ain't easy. Um, happy holidays to you, <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Bob. Um, you regarding too. Frazier, um, 
ESPN has him going to the Chicago White Sox, um, and um, well, the Chicago White Sox do not have a top 100 prospect in their entire organization. You know, Frazier's 29 years old, an all-star second baseman, leading the National League in hits. Um, I think he's worthy of a top 10 pick, and. Um, some lower level picks. Uh, we're going to find out about Charrington in the next few weeks or so in this draft and what he does with Frazier, Bob. Um, and um, I just think if uh, Fra- if uh, Charrington doesn't get what he wants, keep keep Frazier, keep him for another year. They have him under contract for another year, but uh, he's got to be firm for for what he gets with with Frazier, Bob. And um, just to comment, yeah, the, the, the problem, trigger, Bob, is uh, timing. You know, the, the problem is timing. Will his right. stock be any higher than it is right now? And the answer is likely no, although he's developed and worked himself into a very reliable player, and I like to see guys like that because he was not looked at as a regular player. kind of reminds me of Josh Harrison. Uh, and I was one who said, well, I don't think Harrison could be an everyday player. Well, there was a time where he was an everyday player, and he worked himself into that. So I think Frazier can do that. The question is, uh, you know, the, what do you get in return? If you get something that is not good enough in your mind, I wouldn't just do the deal to do the deal. I would wait because I still think you can wait. And there's nothing wrong with having him around another year and going through this whole situation again next year. We'll see. But it depends on what the match is. Thanks, Bob, for the call. Appreciate that. Uh, Bill Steinbach back at the controls tells me the Brewers payroll this year is, is $100 million. It was $97 million last year. Okay, so that's my point. You can still have a payroll that should be right where it should be if you want to be 100, 110 million, 97, whatever. The Pirates are far less than that. You could still go out and sign someone for 100 plus million dollars. And it has to be the right person. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying just go out and blindly give it to someone. It's got to be the right person. Kristen Yelich was a good. When Miami was going through their sell off, everyone was trying to get involved there and get guys. And Yelich was one of them. Uh, so. Uh, that's you can still do it. You can still do both. That's my point on this. Uh, but if you want to keep going around, just you know their lineup. You're right. Uh, when you said that lineup, I think uh, Joe said it was one of the worst that I've seen in terms of averages ever. Uh, they don't have a lot of answers. Their offense right now is Brian Reynolds, and that's about it. Brian Hayes is struggling a little bit. So the bottom line is they have not a good team. They got the number one pick this year. They may have it again next year, and if so. You know, you better hit on those picks. That leads us to their strategy, which I'll get into right after I take Greg from Youngstown. Hello, Greg. How are you? Hey, Bob. How's it going? I'm good, thanks. Hey, you know, the worst thing that ever happened to this organization, and you'll think I'm crazy, was the stadium. Because if that stadium, the only reason people go watch the Pirates is because they like going to PNC. If they were like Tampa Bay and had to play in a warehouse, you know, what would they have to do then? They would have to put a team on the field. I mean, it, it, this is ridiculous. Ridiculous. I, every time I watch these games, Greg Brown talks about the stadium. When it gets started, I want him to start talking about the team. I, I'm just getting tired. You know, Bob, this is getting ridiculous. You know it is. And, and something has to change really fast. Well, Greg, I'll tell you this. Uh, you know, the stadium, the, the belief was you build it, they will come, that they will put in a competitive team. Now, eventually, about 13 years later, that happened uh, with some – a good developing of players with some free agent signings. They did a pretty good stuff from 13 to 15. 
And I'm one of those who believe, and I'm never been, I'm not a big one game playoff guy in terms of a wild card. When they added a second wild card, they eliminated an opportunity to play a division series. Uh, and I think the Pirates would have been better off had they had that opportunity instead of one game, because I think it happened in one game. We've seen that. That's not making an excuse for how they played. I'm just saying that I think those odds would be better. Anyway, uh, they, they did put it together for a three-year run. Now it's been many years since then, and we're going through this again, and I guess that's where it starts and ends. We'll have more here. In the next hour, I'm going to play for you uh, some of the interesting conversation that Andrew Filipponi had with Ben Sherrington. But coming up next, we'll get more talk about that Olympic track star uh, who has been suspended for 30 days because of marijuana, even though she knew there was a test coming and she still smoked the marijuana. I want to get your take on that. I also want to talk about Steelers. We'll be opening up training camp here. And your thoughts, have they changed? Are you bullish or not on the Pittsburgh Steelers? But first, I want to tell you about when things can go wrong in your life, and, and it couldn't be your fault. It might be something totally accidental because bad things can happen to good people. When that happens to you, you have a call to make. You should have it in your Rolodex. It's one eight 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 ninety eight twins That puts you in touch with Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. This is a law firm, a personal injury law firm that represents people for only 25%. That is big because other firms charge as much as 40%. So whatever it is for 25%, car accidents, truck accidents, work accidents, 25%, industrial dog bites, any accident involving serious injury or death, 25% is their fee. If you win a million dollar settlement, you're going to get $150,000 more than you would with other firms. It is your money. They represent you. That's why they do this. Call them whenever you have something that needs personal law attention. The number is one 888 twins Consultations are free. There's never a fee unless they win your case. It's Shenderovich and Shenderovich and Fishman. They've got your back, not your wallet. Welcome back as we continue here. Coming up at the top of the hour after the update, you're going to hear from Ben Sherrington, the interview yesterday that Andrew did, and it's interesting because they have the number one pick in the draft coming up, and I don't know if you watched the College World Series. I did. I've been interested just because of the fact that Pirates do have the number one pick, and what we saw the other night was Will Bednar out of Mars, Pennsylvania, David's brother. Boy, he looked outstanding, and you know, if I'm a scout, I look at Will Bednar as somebody who is about team. He was operating on three days rest, and he took a hitless shutout game, no hits allowed in six innings. They had a big lead at the time. It was going to be curious for me that if Mississippi State had only a one nothing lead, would they have sent Bednar out again? Not sure about that. But, boy, he shows me that he can do whatever is good for the team. And I think as a scout, I want guys like that. So I think his draft status will improve. Could be that Will Bednar will be around in the second round. I don't know that the Pirates are going to take him number one overall. They probably shouldn't. But he's good enough to be a first-round thought uh, later in the round and could be available, who knows, early second. We'll see. But the bottom line is he outpitched Kumar Rocker, who was a guy many people thought at the beginning of this was going to be a guy the Pirates would take, either him or Jack Leiter. I've said it. I'm going to stick with my pick. I thought it should be Jack Leiter. I still think it should be Jack Leiter. Pitchers. Good pitchers are hard to come by. Guys who can be aces. The Pirates haven't had one really since Garrett Cole had his 19-win season here. So they need guys like that. Although most of the time, and you're going to hear Charrington talk about some of the other guys coming up. Uh, there are a lot of 17-year-old shortstops. And it's important to note that Charrington has brought into the organization a bunch of teenagers over the years. The Eddie Yeen story, you know about him. There's an outfielder, Hudson Head. They have Piguero at short. O'Neill Cruz is doing better, although he's going to probably end up an outfield because he leads the league in errors. 
you know, there's always, you never know when guys are going to either hit or not hit. And I think that's going to be an issue moving forward uh, for this team and trying to time all of this so they have a run in three to five years. But that's the generally what I don't like about baseball, how you have to go about this navigation course to be competitive, where other teams just spend whatever they want to spend and can, uh, you know, change things up pretty quickly. So, and you may say, well, just because the Dodgers spend more than anyone doesn't guarantee championships. What it does guarantee is they'll likely win a division every year, and I think they've won it for like eight straight years. 412-928-9370. Let's go to Charles, who joins us right now, talking some football, which is going to be right around the corner, Charles. Yes, sir. And I got a real quick two-part of that real quickly. I'm sure, uh, first of all, happy 4th of July weekend to you and everybody. I hope you have a great and safe one. You too. Thank you. Uh, real quickly, uh, I'm sure you saw the CBS uh, power rankings um, as far as like uh, head coaches going into the 2021 mm-hmm. season. Uh, they had uh, Mike Tomlin as uh, temp overall. Uh, but yet, when you look at, like, say, maybe like the first uh, five uh, choices in there, you got Sean McDermott. I'm not so sure about just yet, probably because what they're doing offensively on the side of the ball and their defense is still well respectable to be when the uh, top playoff teams. So I want to get your thoughts. Uh, do you think Tomlin should at least be in the top five or top three? Did even got Harbaugh cracking number three, while Belichick is still respectfully number two? And lastly, um, I know Sky Pippen uh, this week has made some real uh, heated uh, points uh, going back and forth with a few people. Kevin Durant and then, of course, Phil Jackson's former teammate Michael Jordan. So uh, here's what I want to ask you with that. What would you say was the biggest difference between, like, the steel curtain of the 1970s Chuck Knowles Steelers and, say, like, the 1990s uh, Bulls dynasty they both dominated their runs, totally two different sports, but what similarities and differences would you see uh, from a perspective on that? That's all I had to say. I hope you have a all right. great rich weekend. Enjoy some fireworks, man. Charles, thanks very much. Uh, with regard to Tomlin, first of all, those, those, those lists come out far too often for me, and it's normally at a time of the year when you're looking for some kind of content. Uh, you know, you could say what you want about Mike Tomlin and his playoff failures, and those are to be noted because, you know, he is the head coach of a team that's only won three playoff games in a decade. That has to change, and I know um, that's going to be the number one thing that people point out, but I still like the fact that they are constantly competitive year in and year out, and I think when you have a salary cap league, that's got to be how you look at it. They're competitive year in and year out. So is John Harbaugh for the most part. You know, you could put Harbaugh, you could put Sean Payton and Mike Tomlin all in the same kind of category for me because they all have very similar uh, resumes and, and a lot of success in the regular season. Uh, and also, uh, you know, sometimes not as much success in the postseason. Harbaugh had the number one overall seed a couple of seasons ago and they lost at home in their first game. So it's not easy. Uh, the, the way the Steelers lost the last two games really frustrated me in terms of how quickly it was over. They fell behind, mistakes all over the place. Um, who you target your criticism to is up to you. Uh, but players also have to play, and some of those mistakes were things that no one anticipated. So, uh, And with regard to the Steelers' dynasty and the Bulls' dynasty, I mean, dynasties are hard to do, and I think more than anything, it's keeping players around. There's too much movement going on. Those teams were all about, you know, Keeping the core together, you could do it for a lot of time. You didn't have to worry about guys coming and going with a suitcase philosophy. 
And I don't think it's, it's, you can do that anymore. I think it's hard to put together dynasties in today's modern sports for that reason. There's too much movement involved. All right, we're going to uh, come back. You're going to hear from Ben Sherrington if you did not hit, hear this yesterday. Uh, and we're going to play it only because the Steelers or the Penguins, the Pirates have the number one overall pick coming up here in the draft, which is uh, getting closer and closer. So what will they do? They've come out with a philosophy that they may spread some money around and not necessarily go with the best player on the board at the time. You're going to hear from Charrington, and then I want to hear from you. It's 412-928-9370. Once again, I want to thank the sponsors who make the show uh, go, and that would be led by PNC, PNC Bank. Make today the day. They've been a good supporter of our program, and we certainly appreciate all the good people at PNC. So has Number One Cochrane. You can ride in style and go one better at Number One Cochrane. Ireland Contracting, and if you don't know, you should know, we host the Ireland Contracting Nightly Sports Call Show on Pittsburgh CW every night at 1035. Sort of like radio on television, you call us with your thoughts. Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. Remember, they have your back, not your wallet. And now it's time for Fan Weather, which is brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out vacation-ready SUVs, perfect for road trips and family fun. Today, mix of clouds and sun, mild with a high of 80 degrees. A beautiful day. Tomorrow, a little bit warmer, mostly sunny skies, highs approaching 90. We'll continue. You're going to hear from Ben Sherrington next, right here on the Bob Pompiani Show, Sports Radio, 93.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 